on the evening of Thursday, November 22nd, 2012, millions of Americans settled in on their couches and in their living rooms to partake in the last item on their Thanksgiving to-do list. Turkeys had been roasted, pies had been baked, stuffing had been made, and it was time for the last piece to the Thanksgiving puzzle. Watching some football. That evening, two AFC East foes would clash at MetLife Stadium as the 7-3 New England Patriots took on the 4-6 New York Jets. The Patriots were looking to win their fifth straight game, while the Jets would love nothing more than to embarrass their divisional rivals in front of a national audience in prime time. Little did those on the field know, nor could those watching at home comprehend what would play out that night. Few could imagine a moment that would become part of football lore, a moment synonymous with failure on the gridiron, and a moment that would stand the test of sports time. As another Jets week is upon us, today at the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network, we are proud to introduce our newest show, Pulpit Playback. This is episode one, The Butt Fumble. I'll tell you what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Here's Edelman broken up, and the pass is no sign yet. Edelman comes down with a football, and they're saying it's a catch. And we'll get another look at this. Alford knocked it up into the air, and let's see who comes down with it. That's a catch. Oh my God. That's incredible. Tom Brady, about to be a six time champion, takes the snap, drops to the knee. And the Patriots have won their sixth Super Bowl title. In the early 2000s, they won three of four. Now they have won three of the last five. Yes, it's still a dynasty. I'm Mark Schofield, and I'm proud to welcome you to Episode 1 of Pulpit Playback, our new show on the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network. In each installment of Pulpit Playback, we'll revisit some great games from Patriots history and relive some of the plays, moments, players, and people that have shaped the franchise. In some episodes, we'll even be joined by guests to share their memories from these incredible events. Today we kick things off with a regular season game between the Jets and the Patriots that became anything but regular. When these two teams met on that Thanksgiving night in 2012, no one could predict what would unfold, especially after a sluggish start to the contest. The teams traded punts on their opening possessions, and then when it looked like the Patriots would break the tie on their second drive of the game, their possession stalled and they were forced to settle for a 39-yard field goal try from Steven Gostowski, which the kicker promptly pulled to the left. Perhaps inspired by their defense, the Jets' offense put together an impressive drive of their own, led by quarterback Mark Sanchez and running back Sean Green. The Jets' featured back had four carries for 26 yards on this drive, and after Bilal Powell fought for four yards on a first and ten, the Jets faced a second and six just outside the New England red zone. Sanchez would look to complete his third pass of the drive, but it never reached its intended target. That's 
Sanchez under pressure and then has it picked off at the 15-yard line. Picked off by the former Charger, Steve Gregory. So the Jets marching down the field, already in field goal range, and then Sanchez throws a pick. With 5.55 to go in a scoreless opening quarter. Under pressure from defensive tackle Kyle Love, a throw intended over the middle for Powell was intercepted by Gregory, the New England safety. The turnover gave the Patriots possession on their own 16-yard line, and they responded with a lengthy 15-play drive that covered over six minutes and saw the game move from the first quarter into the second. On the first play of that next quarter, the scoreless tie was broken when quarterback Tom Brady broke the pocket and found wide receiver Wes Welker for a short touchdown pass. As we start the second quarter, Brady, great protection, swings it to the outside, and there's Welker getting open for the touchdown. Langster was inside, Welker goes to the outside, Tom Brady converts to Wes, and the Patriots take the lead. New England opened the scoring with a great example of Brady's pocket movement and processing speed. The Patriots run a slant-flat concept to the left, with Brady looking to throw to either the outside receiver cut it inside on the slant or the tight end releasing to the flat. But coverage takes that away, so the quarterback quickly moves to the other side of the formation with his eyes, then slides to the outside, where Welker, who is initially covered in the slot, works himself open by drifting towards the boundary. A perfect throw and an easy catch puts New England on the board. This brings us to one of the more bizarre sequences in the history of games between these two rivals. Because over the next quarter, the Jets would put the football on the turf three times. New York actually had a good drive going on their ensuing possession and were in New England territory. But they faced a fourth and one on the Patriots' 31-yard line. Head coach Rex Ryan left his offense on the field, trusting that they could pick up one more yard. The top, and here we go. Well, they keep the offense out on the field on fourth down and a short one. Sean Green is the running back. He gets it, and Green will lose the ball. And it's picked up at the 20-yard line by Steve Gregory, who has already had a an interception tonight, so now he has a fumble recovery to go with it. So it looked like Green was stopped. On fourth down, the Jets send Green into the inside behind their fullback. But the Patriots' defensive front is up to the challenge. It begins with big number 75, Vince Wilfork. The huge defender lines over the right tackle, but at the snap he slants inside and into the A-gap between the tackle and the right guard. Linebacker and current Patriots coach Gerard Mayo fills in the B-gap from his linebacker spot. And the combination of Wilfork's penetration and Mayo stuffing the fullback in the hole stops the running back, Green, behind the line of scrimmage. But Green does not give up, and he tries to extend the football over the top of the pile and past the first down marker. And that is when Brandon Spikes smartly rips the ball out of his hands and the bouncing football is recovered by Gregory. The Patriots' offense comes onto the field and immediately capitalizes. From the 17, Tom Brady begins this drive. With a pass to the left side, and that's Vereen. And Vereen gets free down the sideline. And Vereen is inside the 30. And nobody's going to get him. Touchdown to England. 83 yards. The route is a simple one. A swing route out of the backfield to the left side from Shane Vereen. But the Jets are in man coverage on this play. And a vertical release from Welker, creates a rub against linebacker Bart Scott, 
who is late to rotate over to Shane Vereen, his man coverage responsibility as a result. That gives Brady a big window to find his back out of the backfield. And Vereen takes the throw, working upfield with a full head of steam and nothing but the MetLife turf in front of him. 83 yards and an extra point later, the Patriots have a 14-0 lead. Up next, the moment you've been waiting for. The ensuing Jets possession and an incident for the ages. That's ahead on the debut installment of Pulpit Playback here at the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network. Mark Schofield back with you now on the premiere episode of Pulpit Playback here on the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network. Remember, this is just one of the many shows we have for you at Pat's Pulpit. From the flagship Pat's Pulpit Podcast with Rich Hill and Alex Shane to Pat's Pulpit Radio Rewind, which comes out each Saturday, to Patriot Nation with Pat Lane and Ryan Spagnoli, and yes, the Sco Show, with yours truly. Make sure to subscribe to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on any of the fun. We pick up the action on Thanksgiving night, 2012. The Patriots, on the back of a Shane Vereen 83-yard catch and run, have themselves a 14-0 lead early in the second quarter. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. But since you've made it this far, you can indulge me with a little story time from Uncle Mark. As those of you who follow me on Twitter, who have been along my little journey, know, I'm a huge fan of the rock band Toto. I was lucky enough to see them in concert last November, and as a true aficionado of their work, I loved every minute of the show. However, late in the night, there was one huge song they had yet to play. And when it was time, Joseph Williams, their lead singer, let everyone know their moment had arrived. As the opening chords to Africa played, he stated, Okay, everyone, it's time. It's what you've been waiting for all night. Now get up and sing. That is how I feel at this moment. After an 11-yard completion on the first play of their ensuing possession, the Jets and quarterback Mark Sanchez lined up for a first and 10 on their own 31-yard line. Mr. Michaels and Collinsworth, take it away. Well, years ago, we talked to Tom Moore, then in Indianapolis, the offensive coordinator. You got a busted play here, and then oh, no. ends. Sanchez gets hit. The ball is loose, and it's alive. And then going into the end zone is Steve Gregory, who's had an interception, two fumble recoveries, oh, and a touchdown. Gosh. Oh, my. Vince Wilford just threw Brandon Moore into Mark Sanchez. I have never seen this before in my life. Watch this. Vince Wilfork is going to throw Brandon Moore back into his quarterback. He's going to fumble the football. This is what Reggie White used to do to people. Forklift them and just lift them off the ground. Mark Sanchez not expecting it. And it was the backside of Brandon Moore that knocked the ball out. Now, he may have been on the ground. Well, it's being reviewed, obviously, on two levels. Number one, it's a turnover. And number two, it's a scoring play. And Mike Carey just had it confirmed. It stands. Wow. I have seen Vince Wolford do some things that impressed me from a strength standpoint. But that one just jumped to the top five. And Gostowski's extra point is good. My favorite bit of that segment is Collinsworth's immediate laugh right in the moment as he knows exactly what just transpired. But there it is, folks. 
You can all go home happy now. Like the crowd that finally got to belt out Africa along with the band, you've finally heard the butt fumble. And maybe, just maybe, you sang along a bit too. Now this play was doomed from the start. It is supposed to be a handoff to fullback Lex Hillier, with Sean Green faking a potential pitch to the left edge. But Sanchez pivots the wrong way coming out from the snap from the center, and the fullback is past the quarterback by the time Sanchez is ready to hand the ball off. With no other options available, he does what quarterbacks are taught to do, which is to tuck the football and follow any potential lead blocker. So Sanchez tucks the ball and follows Hilliard into the interior of the Patriots' defensive line. But as you heard Chris Collinsworth there, Wolfork makes another huge play in this game on the butt fumble. He stands up offensive lineman Brandon Moore at the point of attack, and Sanchez runs face first into Moore's backside coughing up the ball in the process. Steve Gregory, already with an interception and a fumble recovery on the night, scoops up the loose ball and runs it in for a touchdown. We'll have more on this play and its legacy at the end of the show, but it's time to get back to the action. After all, the Patriots have a 21 lead now, sure, but there are still nine minutes left in the second quarter alone. This is an eternity when it comes to a football game. Sure, the Jets have turned the football over on three straight possessions with an interception, a fumble, and now a butt fumble. But with a score and a stop, they can get right back into this one. Surely, their luck can change, right? There was a very muted chant during the commercial break for Tebow. Whereas in the past, you know, you might have had 60,000 people chanting it. I'm guessing it was about 1,100 <laughs> that are left. Right. <laughs> Here's the kick. That's seven yards in. Joe McKnight. And McKnight will lose the ball again. It goes right into Edelman's hands. And Edelman goes in for a touchdown. And the Jets have turned the ball over four times. Devin McCourty created it. This is the Keystone Cops. I'm telling you, remember the old football follies thing they used to put together? Yep. This is it. You're getting a chance to see it live tonight. Julian Edelman on the fly catches that thing. Oh, my gosh. Now, it's a product of hard hitting and guys bringing it. Let's not say that, but these are some of the most bizarre plays you'll ever see. There is so much greatness in this clip from the ensuing kickoff, that we need to take a moment and unpack it all. It begins with Michaels and Collinsworth talking about a chant from the crowd at MetLife Stadium during the commercial break. For Tebow. Yes, Tim Tebow. A backup quarterback at the time for the Jets. But to really drive home the point, Michaels talks about how the chant was coming from about 1,100 fans. And Collinsworth, picking up what his play-by-play man is putting down, Quips, that's all that's left. Apparently fans were streaming for the parking lot, perhaps thinking of a second round of pumpkin pie. Then the ball is kicked, and Joe McKnight has a good head of steam going upfield when he runs into a huge hit from Devin McCourty, and the ball pops into the air, only to be quickly snared by Julian Edelman, sprinting downfield on kickoff coverage. The squirrel takes advantage for the quick touchdown to make it 28-0. Cut to an incredulous Rex Ryan on the sideline, shouting unflippin' believable into his headset. And yes, 
I went with the kids bop version of what he actually said. Now at this point, the game is over. The Patriots were not done scoring in the second quarter, however. Edelman would return to the end zone on New England's next possession, running the post pattern in New England's pout concept with a post on the outside and an out pattern from the slot receiver. Edelman catches the Jets in a cover four, a quarters coverage scheme. The cornerback passes off the post route from Edelman to break on the out pattern, giving Brady a window to hit Edelman deep. The receiver outruns safety LaRon Landry, and it is 35-0. The Jets would tack on a field goal before halftime, but thanks to 35 unanswered, New England enjoyed a 32-point halftime lead. They would salt this one away in the second half, cruising to a 49-19 victory to improve to 8-3. As for the legacy of this game and the butt fumble, we can start with this. When Sanchez retired this past July and it was announced that he was going to be working for ABC and ESPN, the Rainer wrote up a piece on the butt fumble and Sanchez's legacy. It began like this. The greatest streak in sports history is not Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hidden streak, the Celtics winning eight straight NBA titles, or Joey Chestnut winning the mustard belt at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest eight years in a row. It's Mark Sanchez's butt fumble, winning the worst of the worst segment on SportsCenter's Not Top 10 for 40 consecutive weeks. For those not familiar, every week ESPN combs the planet for the biggest sports-related failure. The worst of that week's worst competes with the reigning champion and the winner stays. It's the king of the court for viral failure. Worst of the worst clips usually last just a few weeks before being usurped by a new champion, but the butt fumble was truly the worst. SportsCenter retired the butt fumble clip from competition after it went 40-0. and 0. Pregnancies last roughly 40 weeks. Babies were conceived and born during the butt fumble's reign in 2012. It's fitting for the clip that birthed a new era of viral failure. The butt fumble is the perfect sports video for the following reasons. One, it's called the butt fumble. Two, it happened to the Jets. Three, the Jets were playing the Patriots. Four, the Patriots scored a touchdown on the play. Five, an estimated 20 million people were watching because six, it happened in prime time on Thanksgiving. And seven, he ran into a large man's butt. That was from Danny Heifetz writing for the Renner. But Sanchez, in a way, brought the butt fumble full circle near the end of his career. Last December, due to a rash of injuries at the quarterback position, Sanchez found himself back on the sidelines for an NFL team, this time for Washington. And when Colt McCoy left the game against the Philadelphia Eagles, Sanchez was back on the gridiron. On a pass and play, he was stripped from behind by Brandon Graham and managed to recover the fumble by, well, pitting the football to his butt as he lay on the ground. From the butt fumble to the butt recovery, the circle of posterior prowess. The Patriots season, however, would end in disappointing fashion as well, with a loss at home to the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship game. But on one holiday night, in front of a national audience, they helped deliver on a moment that will endure through the ages. Thanks for listening to the premiere episode of Pulpit Playback. 
I'll be back soon with a second installment, but until then, make sure to subscribe to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts so you can keep up with all the great work we're doing over at Pat's Pulpit. Until we revisit memories together again, I'm Mark Schofield.